I'd like to welcome you to another edition of True Admissions. I'm Kent Barnes, your host. Today, I'd like to welcome a good friend of mine, the ever-curious Chris Vaughn, who is the Chief Information Officer at Augustana College, and also the father of three, one currently enrolled in college and two more to go. And Chris, I'd like to welcome you, and it's my understanding you have some questions about the financial aid process and how it might be changing. I do, Ken. Thank you very much for the opportunity. So uh, you know better than anybody probably how complex and confusing the visit application uh, process is. And then when you add in the money dimension or financial aid, it, it can be somewhat overwhelming. One of the changes that I'm hearing about this year is uh, the changes to the FAFSA application and what I'm hearing as prior prior year or PPY. Um, can you uh, help me understand a little bit about what FAFSA is, the importance of it, and then a, a little bit about uh, what PPY is? I, I like that. You sound like a real insider talking about PPY and prior prior year, or as the Department of Education and public policymakers like to, to describe it as the early FAFSA. And uh, simply put, let me start with a, a definition of a term. The, the FAFSA, the Free Application for Federal Student Assistance, is the application for financial aid. Uh, this determines uh, the eligibility for federal financial assistance and at institutions for additional uh, financial assistance. But the reason that we're talking so much about the FAFSA this year is because of this change in deadlines. Uh, historically and traditionally, the FAFSA has become available January 1st. And late last spring, the Department of Education announced a significant change and moved the availability of the FAFSA up to October 1st, uh, which is a pretty dramatic change uh, and something that colleges and universities are wrestling with and preparing uh, in order to continue to serve families well. So FAFSA, the application for financial aid, and a significant change to the deadline this year. What does this change represent? Why did the government make this change? You know, there are sort of some mixed reviews, Chris, on why the Department of Education made this change. But initially, um, if you think about the college search and selection process, um, many colleges and universities historically have said, hey, um, we'd really like you to apply. Uh, we'd like to tell you that you've been admitted. But you're going to have to wait a few months and maybe even wait until the last minute to find out how much it costs. Um, none of us would buy a car that way. None of us would buy a house that way. None of us would buy a shirt that way. Yet that's the way um, higher education has worked historically. And the thought on the part of the Department of Education initially was to align or, or better align uh, the uh, time when a family knows the net cost of attending a particular institution with the college decision-making timetable. So while students are investigating colleges, determining fit and match, uh, which oftentimes revolves around academic and social and co-curricular, they can also assess financial match much earlier in the process uh, than they've been able to historically. So as we talked, as you introduced, um, I have a son going through school uh, currently, and then I have one who will be um, doing the college tour here in a year. Um, is there a difference in perspective, or how is this important to each each cohort? Well, I think that um, each cohort navigates the college search differently. And one of the things that we've found is that our families that are exploring Augustana right now are very aware of this change. 
Um, it's the only system that they they know and they understand. So it will be families that have gone through the process before having to relearn. Uh, but those families who are going through it for the first time, this seems to be a very painless and, and easy transition. Uh, but uh, even with your son who is a current student, we are notifying him as well as parents, and there are table tents in the dining hall, notifying people about the um, the accelerated time time frame for submitting the FAFSA this year. Um, uh, what resources are available for parents if they if they wanted to know more about the FAFSA and um, these effects, uh, these changes? Well, first and foremost, I always encourage families to pay very close attention to the policy at a particular institution. Um, every college or university might have a different uh, time frame, a different submission date for the FAFSA, and different information that they, they require. So um, you can't approach this with a one-size-fits-all. It's very important to pay attention at each, at each institution what they require. Uh, probably the best resource on the FAFSA and applying for financial aid is the Department of Education. Um, they're an excellent resource, uh, as are colleges and universities and financial aid offices. Um, unlike admissions people who, of course, get paid to promote a college or university, financial aid officers are straight shooters and uh, are, are well-versed in policy and a great resource for all families. Uh, it sounds like you have uh, uh, great suggestions on resources. Do you have other suggestions that might be helpful for somebody going through the process right now? Yeah, um, there are a couple things that I would, would note that I think are important for a family to, to think about. Uh, one, as I mentioned previously, is paying very close attention to financial aid-related deadlines. A second is ensuring that when you do receive a financial aid award, that you read the small print. Um, it's always amazing to me that I see uh, uh, the tuition and fees for a previous year included on a current financial aid award. It's a bit of a bait and switch and we always encourage families to read the small print. Uh, and then another thing that, that we might encourage you to do, particularly this year, is ask a particular college or university if they've made any changes to accommodate um, early FAFSA and prior prior year. Uh, this is a really significant change. I mean, there are really a couple of things that prior prior year enables. One is this better alignment of costs, but also for a family to use the prior year's tax data. Uh, and in doing so, we should see more accurate information and a family can also use the IRS's data retrieval tool. It's a really important change and it should ease the financial aid process for all families and students, which is what we want. Uh, we want to make sure that families get the aid uh, for which they're eligible uh, and we want them to have a, a notification on a timely basis so they can make a good decision. Uh, so if I'm using prior prior year taxes, would I have to update that once I get my current taxes? Now, this is one of the most significant changes. Um, because we are using prior, prior year, it will always be finalized tax data. Uh, as you know, as a parent who's gone through this, in the past, a family has been encouraged to submit the FAFSA and has also been encouraged to do a little guesswork to estimate their tax obligation for the current year and then go back in and finalize that once their taxes were complete. With prior, prior year, that is a thing of the past. We'll be using already finalized tax data. And again, this should really ease pressure on families. Absolutely. So what changes has Augustana, or how has Augustana adjusted to this uh, this change in aid? 
We've made a couple of minor modifications. Uh, one is changing the date by which we encourage families to submit the FAFSA. Um, we've changed that from February 1st to November 1st. And I know that that might seem really early to some, uh, but we want to ensure that students um, are considered for all of the aid for which they're eligible. And based on experience with the state of Illinois, um, we expect that they will have a suspension deadline for one of their need-based grants within 35 to 45 days of the availability of the FAFSA. The other thing that we've done, though, is we have really increased the amount of communication about the FAFSA submission deadline with our families, with our students, with our on-campus constituents, because we want to make sure that they have all of the information that they need. Well, thank you, Ken. I appreciate this opportunity to ask questions about what can be a pretty confusing subject. Well, thanks for your great questions, Chris, and I hope that this will be helpful to you as well as other listeners. And I'd like to thank everyone for joining us for another edition of True Admissions. True Admissions.